Surrendering to God is a quiet process between you and God and no one else. You don't need to tell anyone else about it. Let them see the changes that take place in the way you live your life. This is the Bible Speaks to You podcast, episode 193. Today's topic is Quietly Surrendering to God. You're listening to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. I'm James Early, your host, and this is the place to be to rediscover the original Christianity of Jesus. Each week, we talk about how Jesus wanted us to think and act and pray and live our daily lives. And we dig down into the mindset of Jesus to discover how we can think and act like he did. The goal is to experience more of Jesus' promise that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hey there, and welcome again to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. I am so grateful you've tuned in to listen. Today, we're going to talk about what it means to surrender to God. Recently on the news, I read about a Russian soldier who surrendered to the Ukrainians in the conflict that's been going on now for about a year and a half at the time I'm recording this in June of 2023. But the way he surrendered was what really caught my attention. A Ukrainian drone was tracking him and the people controlling the drone were about to kill him. The Russian soldier must have seen the drone and realized what was going on because he threw his gun down and held up his hands in a gesture of surrender. The drone operator saw this and decided to spare the man's life. I was really touched by this story because of that tiny glimmer of humanity on the part of the Ukrainian drone operator. But it got me to thinking about what it means to surrender to someone or something. Well, in this case, it meant that the Russian soldier was not killed. Now, obviously, he'll have to deal with what it means to be a prisoner of war, but surrendering saved his life. So, what does the word surrender actually mean? What are the implications when you surrender to something? or to someone? And what does it mean when we surrender to God? One definition of surrender is to cease resistance to an enemy or opponent and submit to their authority. It can also mean to give in to some influence, a person, place, or thing. Or it can mean to give up, yield, resign, or relinquish something. And more specifically, it can mean to give yourself up, submit, or yield to another power. That's exactly what the Russian soldier did. He ceased resisting the Ukrainians. He relinquished his power, his weapon. He gave himself up to his enemies. And as a result, he relinquished his freedom. But he saved his life. Think about all the various things we surrender to in our lives. 
There's no way to control all the circumstances that come our way each day, but we can control how we respond. When something alarming happens, do you surrender to fear? With all the terrible things going on in the world right now, do you ever surrender to hopelessness, despair, or anxiety? What about someone in an abusive relationship? I've talked to people who feel the only way to survive in that situation is to surrender to the person abusing them, to let them do whatever they want, at least for a time. Now, it could be that an organization is the abuser. Sometimes even churches, or rather the man-made doctrines which certain church leaders insist we agree to, demand we surrender to their authority. If we don't, We get labeled as being unfaithful and worse. Have you ever felt like you had to surrender to things you didn't believe just to stay in and be considered part of a group? That's really a tough place to be. I encourage you to take some time to ponder what you surrender to in your daily life. It could be something little or it could be something really important to your well-being, either in a positive or negative way. So let's talk about the idea of surrendering to God. What does this even mean, and is it actually possible? Well, let's go back to the definition of surrender. What would it look like to cease resisting God and what he wants you to do with your life and submit to his authority, to his will? Now, you may have already done this to a large degree over many years, Or this might be a relatively new concept. But wherever you are on your spiritual journey, there's always a new opportunity to surrender to God. Another part of the definition for surrender is to give up or relinquish something. Are there things, thoughts, or actions you need to relinquish to God? One of the things that most people I talk to say they need to surrender to God is, wanting to always be in control of things. This can be tough to consciously give up the desire to be in control. But when you surrender to God, this powerful urge to want to be in control, it allows you to bear witness to and experience the fact that God is in control. Some of the other things we might need to surrender to God at some point are fear, insecurity, What about pride or a victim mentality? What is it that makes you feel separated from God and keeps you from being conscious of being in his presence? That's what needs to be surrendered. Sometimes we need to surrender our opinions and personal perspectives so we can see things more clearly from God's point of view. Now, most of the things I mentioned so far are internal and personal, but there are times we need to surrender things external to us. It could be quitting a job that's no longer a good fit or getting out of an abusive relationship. And sometimes we need to surrender, give up, and relinquish outside influences which have shaped how we think and act but are not bringing us closer to God. I have several friends who have left the churches they were members of because of the man-made doctrines 
and the negative effect they produced in those churches. Now, these are just a few things to think about. It really boils down to this. We need to surrender to God anything, thought, or action which doesn't bring us closer to God. Paul puts it this way in Ephesians 4, 22-24. Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. What we need to give up is the world's view of who we are and the wrong way we've identified ourselves, the old man, as the King James puts it, the old self, the old sinful nature. You're not giving up anything that's true about who you are as a child of God. You're relinquishing everything that's not part of how God originally created you in his image and likeness. All that said, there's another aspect of surrendering to God that I'd like you to ponder. For myself, at least, I have found a great sense of peace when I have surrendered all the good things in my life to God as well, my accomplishments and victories. I give them over to God and realize He's the one who enabled me to accomplish all that good. While it may have felt great at the time, To get credit for all those things I did, I don't need it now. All the good that came to me and all the good I have done really came from God in the first place, and it gives me great joy to give it all back to God. It's not surrendering in the sense of getting rid of something undesirable. It's more about putting all that's good about you in God's keeping. One morning several years ago, I just gave everything I had to God. Or maybe I should say gave it back to God. All that I have, all the good, all the abilities and talents, all the resources I have, I gave to God to use in whatever way would honor him, bless mankind, and bear witness to the kingdom of heaven at hand. As I said, everything I have in one way or another has come from God. I say I surrendered it all to him to be of service to him, but really it was more of a realization that everything I have has always belonged to God. I love what the book of James says. Surrendering to God is not just about giving up bad habits, but giving ourselves to God. This is James 4, 7, and 10. Submit yourselves then to God. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Jesus was the perfect example of this. He came in the role of God's servant. He only did what he saw God do. He only said what God told him to say. He didn't act on his own power or authority. He didn't follow his own will. He did not seek his own glory. Throughout his whole ministry, Jesus surrendered his own words and actions, his own will, authority, power, and glory to God's. This is John 5, 19 and 30. So Jesus explained, I tell you the truth, the Son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the Father doing. Whatever the Father does, the Son also does. 
I can do nothing on my own. I judge as God tells me. Therefore, my judgment is just because I carry out the will of the one who sent me, not my own will. John 8.50 Jesus said, I seek not mine own glory. John 12.49 I do not speak on my own authority. The Father who sent me has commanded me what to say and how to say it. All this culminated in the Garden of Gethsemane when Jesus completely submitted or surrendered to God's will with those famous words, this is Luke twenty-two forty-two, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And on the cross, Jesus surrendered his human life to the so-called religious and political authorities of his day, which had conspired to destroy him. But in so doing, he actually proved in his resurrection that they had no ultimate power over Christ. For me, this is a ray of hope whenever I feel like I have to surrender to some lesser power than God for whatever reason. Sometimes you find yourself in some tough situation where you have to do the best you can under the circumstances and make some choices that aren't perfect. But when that sort of thing happens, you can always completely surrender the whole situation to God, just as Jesus did when he quoted Psalm 31, verse 5, on the cross. This is Luke 23, 46. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. Jesus totally surrendered to God. He put himself completely in God's hands and trusted the outcome. You and I can do the same. First Peter puts it this way. This is chapter 5, verses 6 and 7. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. We could sort of paraphrase that. Surrender yourself as well as your anxiety to God, and God will take care of you much better than you could take care of yourself because he loves you. So we've talked about some of the things that we can surrender to God, but I want to talk about how we go about it. This can be just as important as what we surrender. Jesus gives a hint at this when he says not to fast in a way that makes it obvious to others that you're fasting. This is Matthew 6, 16 through 18. Jesus says, and this is from the Sermon on the Mount, When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others their fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, Put oil on your head and wash your face, so it will not be obvious to others that you're fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. This really sets the tone for how we are to surrender to God. It's a quiet process between you and God and no one else. You don't need to tell anyone else about it. You don't need to announce it at church 
to show how spiritually minded you are or to impress anyone. Let them see the changes that take place in the way you live your life. When you surrender to God in the ways we've just been talking about, anyone who is the least bit perceptive will see a difference in you. You don't need to tell anyone. Now, maybe at some later time when you're encouraging others, you can share how you prayed about something and how you surrendered. But while you're in the middle of it all, keep it to yourself. Why is this important to keep your surrendering to God private? Well, think about it. It's the same reason Jesus said to go in your closet or chamber and shut the door to pray. It's just between you and God. You don't need other people's opinions and judgments about how well or how poorly you're doing in the process. And you don't want someone else to tell you what they're surrendering to God because the human mind invariably will try to make comparisons and you'll feel either you're doing a better or a worse job than someone else. All those things are just decoys and distractions that get us off track from the work at hand of relinquishing to God what needs to be relinquished and submitting to his will. Now, you may be thinking, hey, James, this all sounds wonderful, and I want to do this, but I have a hard time actually surrendering to God. I try to, but then I end up taking back what I gave over to him, and I take my life back and end up doing what I want to instead of what God wants me to. Well, I totally hear you. I know exactly how you feel. I've struggled with this as well. Paul explains why it's hard to surrender to God. It's when we're more materially minded than spiritually minded. In other words, are you approaching life with a spiritual mindset or a material one? This is how he puts it in Romans 8, verses 7 and 8. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. If you're having a hard time surrendering to God, maybe what you really need to focus on is your spiritual growth and progress, a more spiritual perspective on life. Jesus speaks right to this point in the Sermon on the Mount. He says to quit striving for all the material things in life. This is Matthew 6, 33, and you know this verse. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's really almost a one-size-fits-all answer to any situation we're in. Here's something else that's been incredibly helpful to me. One of the things I focus on a lot in my life and encourage others to do is embrace the mindset of Jesus to the best of our ability. Jesus knew that this kingdom of heaven, this kingdom of God that he wants us to seek first, is at hand, now and always. In heaven, is there anything ungodlike in your heart that needs to be surrendered? Is your life not submitted to God? No. You could say heaven is a state of complete and joyful submission to God's will, power, authority, and glory. There's nothing you need to surrender. To the degree you can bear witness to the kingdom of heaven at hand, acknowledge and accept 
your perfect relationship to God in heaven and bring this awareness to your daily life, surrendering to God is not such a difficult task. Now, from Earth's perspective, there are things that need to be surrendered. But from Heaven's perspective, there's nothing to surrender. We are simply rejoicing in our relationship with God and the fact that we're completely dependent on Him and that He cares for and loves us unconditionally. If there's something in your life you need to surrender to God, or if you realize you need to surrender your whole self to God's purpose for your life instead of trying to force your own plans, I encourage you to set aside some time to ponder this deeply. Go into your prayer closet. Be still. Ask God for help. Be quiet. Listen for God's direction. And I would encourage you to write down everything God tells you. You'll be so grateful later. Put yourself at God's disposal. Put your life completely in His hands. Close your physical eyes and open your spiritual eyes to see what is already true in heaven about God's purpose for you and how you can and are fulfilling that purpose as it is in heaven right now here on earth. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate you being here today. If you enjoyed today's episode, I hope you'll share it with someone that you think it might help. If you have any questions or comments about today's episode, I'd love to hear from you. The best way to contact me is on the website, thebiblespeakstoyou.com. Just click on the contact tab in the menu bar. If you're not on my email notification list, I encourage you to subscribe. Again, go to the website, thebiblespeakstoyou.com, and click on the subscribe tab in the menu bar. Fill out the form with your name and email, and I'll put you on the list. You'll never miss an episode. And when you sign up, I'll send you a prayer guide I put together called Praying with the Mindset of Jesus. All the Bible quotes mentioned today, as well as a full transcript of this episode, you can find on the show notes on my website for today's episode. Go to thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash 193. This is episode 193. And if you're listening on a podcast app, I'll have that link in the description. I want to thank you for all the ways you've been supportive. I am so grateful to have you as a listener. And I just want to mention that as of just in the last week or so, the number of countries where people have listened to the Bible Speaks to You podcast has gone up to 166. I couldn't do this without you, without your support, without you sharing it with others. And I'm just so grateful. Thank you so much. That's it for this week. I'm James Early with the Bible Speaks to You podcast. Have a great week. Take care and we'll see you next time. God bless. God bless.